Hello, curious minds, and welcome back to another chapter of the Space Series. This is Celine, and I'm here to feed your brains on possibilities of ways the universe could end. I will first walk you through the main theories of the end of time, and then I got a fun special part for you. Starting up with a brief reminder, time has started with the start of the universe, all in a phenomenon called the Big Bang, the start of the expansion of the one mass that stretched to what we call now space, forming the galaxies, the black holes, the stars, the planets and creatures all to the smallest we humans of nowadays acknowledge. Along with dark matter, which fills up 80% of the universe, I'd like to call it the rest of the universe. A side note, gravity pulls galaxies closer together, dark energy pushes them apart. Whether the universe is expanding or contracting depends on which force dominates, gravity or dark energy. Over the past few billion years, dark energy has started to dominate, causing expansion in between the components of the universe. And therefore for so long I questioned, the universe is stretching, yes, but then what? When? How? And will it ever stop stretching? Will it ever end? And so I did my part of reading and found many frightening yet fascinating theories. And here I go, telling you the tales of cosmologists concerning the end of all time. Crunch, rip, freeze or decay. How will the universe end? I quote from nature.com. The universe's fate depends on whether that expansion will continue, accelerate or reverse. The Big Crunch Theory Everyone's favourite of astrophysics theories and what they consider the most likely to happen. The Big Crunch can be called a reversed Big Bang. When and if the balance between the dark energy and gravity is off, the theory supposes the components of the universe would start coming all close again. Over time, galaxies and then individual stars will smash into each other more frequently, killing off any life on nearby planets. In the final moments, as densities and temperatures form so much of an inferno, all that remains will extinguish in a single point. Just like it was before the Big Bang. Did you guess it yet? This will mean that the lifetime of the universe can go over and over. A one single mass, Big Bang, expansion, contraction, smashes and back to one single mass, and repeats. If you're wishing you would have been able to witness the Big Crunch, you're not alone, because so do I. But what's more interesting to me is that the expansion can keep on going forever and that makes the heat death or the big freeze. Our second theory, a slow and agonizing apocalypse, as everything gets farther and farther apart, the material of dead stars will disperse so that new stars cannot form, neither will galaxies grow. As the fuel of heat the stars hold dies out, everything will fall lost in endless cold darkness. Freaking out yet? because here comes the most aggressive theory in my opinion. The Big Rip If dark energy accelerates expansion even more than it is currently expected, as the universe balloons, eventually gravitational forces won't be able to keep galactic clusters together, stars will be stripped away from each other, and solar systems such as ours won't have the strength to stay together. The remaining stars and planets will explode, finally, the last atoms will be ripped apart. There it is, the three major theories, and here's a funny other one that is called a vacuum decay. If a black hole evaporates just in the wrong way, like a bubble, it will expand, eating up everything in the speed of light, until the universe is as empty as the mind of my cat is. 
or is it as scary as it is cool? That's your personal opinion. What we agree on is that it is a product of fascination. Now, dear astronomer, after discussing the theories, let's settle the facts. The end of the universe is a bunch of theories we've encountered according to so far away data. What scientists are sure of is the end of our little world. Let me help you picture what we will not witness. It starts billions of years from now. Our sun, like all stars in the universe, will eventually run out of the hydrogen that fuels the nuclear reactions in its core. Without this fuel, the sun's core will begin to contract under its own gravity. Eventually, the sun will become a red giant, an enormous red orb whose radius extends millions of miles beyond its current boundaries. As the sun's outer atmosphere expands, it will blaze through every planet in its path. Mercury and Venus will certainly be obliterated as they are closest to the sun. The outer edge of the sun will grow to reach roughly the orbit of the Earth. Our planet's water and atmosphere will boil away, leaving nothing behind but a shattered, lifeless rock. Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus and Neptune will survive and continue to go around the sun. After a billion or so years of expansion, the sun will collapse into a shriveled white dwarf, dimly smouldering for another few billion years before the light flickers out completely. How did the end of our solar system sound to you? Well, to me, nature never ceases to amaze me. Skipping to the fun part now, just as promised, our next future stop to discuss is to be What happens to the alive Earth if all humans disappeared suddenly? After a few hours, all the lights would go off as there would be no one working on the factories and controlling electricity. The view of Earth from space would no longer have the tiny yellow dots of light in the big cities as we used to see on Google Earth. After 10 days, our beloved pets, my empty-minded cat and everyone's indoor animals left locked in the houses, would die out of dehydration and starvation as there is no one else left to feed them or set them free. The ones who could access the outside world in their way to seek survival are the lucky ones, except that a percentage of them aren't that lucky, as they are not used to hunting their own nutrition or competing with the ferals. Only the strong will make it out alive. Adorableness will no longer do them good. After a month, a series of massive explosions will be trendy, as the lack of temperature manipulation at the nuclear bases goes boom. After a year, the sky will light up, and our useful satellite and everything we've put into orbit around the Earth will fall down. Not even a century later, all the cities we've built will be covered in vegetation and forests. All over the streets, sandy deserts will cover the big Saharanian cities. A beautiful place like Dubai or Las Vegas would be a mass of sand by now. After three centuries, metal constructions like the Eiffel Tower and the bridges we crumble to the ground as there is no one to maintain them. The only evidence of mankind's existence after 10,000 years will be stone monuments, such as the famous Sphinx, which can last longer, but not forever. The earth will swallow back what belongs to it. Nature will lead the way again as there is no one to destroy it any longer. Pollution stops and the planet heals back like we never have been the dominating kind. Whether we go extinct due to a red dwarf star, or just suddenly, no trace of our existence, no record will indicate that smart homo sapiens did one day do their homeworks, but, 
as we are the cool species, we did, in a couple of forms, send interstellar messages to the aliens, any form of intelligent life, such as the pioneer plague, 15 per 23 cm in diameter, gold anodized aluminium plague. The most striking feature of the plague are the figures of the man and the woman overlying the silhouette of the pioneer spacecraft itself. While this does clearly convey our physical size and shape, the plague also contains the atomic form of the hydrogen, units of time and distance, along with the mapping of the sun and the solar system. Our second witness of existence is the Voyager record. The Voyager record asks more of whoever finds it to give more information in return. These phonographs feature a cover illustration and over 90 minutes of audio on the reverse side. Their cover illustrations feature the same image of hydrogen and the same pulsar map as found on the Pioneer Plague. Of critical importance, the Voyager records convey instructions on how to play them. An alien species might well find more difficulty in interpreting the audio samples, music and images contained on the record. There are over 15 greeting messages in different languages. While the specifics of the message are likely to be inentreatable, they would at least tell the listener the diversity of the creatures who created the voyages. Similarly, the musical selections chosen demonstrates a wide range of human musical styles, ranging from works of Beethoven and Stravinsky to those of Chunk Berry, among others. The beat and the rhythm of the song would convey a tremendous amount of an alien listener. The record also contains 150 images of which explains the mathematical definitions, scales and sizes, and our location in the universe and how to find us, our biological structure and anatomy, and everything they need to know to pay us a visit. The images would at least convey that the humans have created a complex civilization with some degree of advanced technology. As Marshall McLuhan famously said, the medium is the message, while the recipients of the pioneer plague or the Voyager record might never understand everything we are trying to convey. The fact that these messages were placed on interstellar spacecraft carry both for them and for us a deeper message that humans created these spacecraft and that we want to tell the universe who we are. This took a turn as we arrived at the end of our episode. Few made it this long. Let's take a moment to appreciate your scientific mind. I hope I fed your curiosity enough and remember, curiosity is the only villain who has the right to be unleashed, fed and left free. Your wild science-seeking brain is appreciated, dear listener, and I hope you got lost in the echo.